0: Good morning, viewers. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to 1st of May, Monday morning to the Beulah Bible Broadcast, brought to you by WBSA 93.5 in Boaz. My name is Jason McCullers. I'm uh, the worship and outreach pastor here at Beulah, and we have Brother Tony here with us this morning, as always. How are you, Tony? Um, what happened to April? <laughs> April's gone. Whew. It, it left us quick. It flew by,
1: didn't it? So, it did. Yeah, it's good to see you this morning, Jason. It's good to be here for the Beulah Bible broadcast. We welcome you today. If you're a regular listener, we truly appreciate you regular listeners and all the good comments we hear throughout the week about the program and how you in, enjoy the program. And If you're a new listener, we encourage you to go to our website at com. That's B-E-U-L-A-H-B-A-P-T-I-S-T dot com and uh, you'll find out everything's going on at beulah and upcoming events and our regular services and ministries and uh I, we encourage you to uh to check that out uh we had a great day yesterday yes we did yeah i had a, a awesome crowd both services we had a really great crowd in the uh uh, traditional service with the singing, uh, and that was very encouraging. And I had a great time praising the Lord with uh, just a hymn sing. Yeah,
0: it's just fifth Sunday singing. Yeah. yeah, Carl said
1: we're going to start yeah. doing that every fifth Sunday now, and I said, man, I, that's I that's what I was, I grew well, up on. That's uh, well, singing. Well, I, I didn't really grow up on that, but
0: yeah, I, yeah you know, I when I would go visiting my grandparents' right. church, you know,
1: fifth Sunday was that. always the singing singing night usually. So now we got fifth Sunday singing in the morning but that's uh we did have an awesome day had a i think a great turnout for sunday school as well so we encourage you uh to join us online worship with us online our uh, facebook page link and our youtube channel link is right there on the uh, website but the best way to worship uh is
0: always live and in person live
1: and in person there's nothing like it so uh, even though we have our our outreach through the internet, we really encourage you to come and visit with us. We'd love to see you, and uh, so you you come and check us out at 9 a.m. for our contemporary service. I had somebody ask me yesterday um, about the uh, uh, contemporary service, and 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 if we did a contemporary service, I said we do. And I said, well, that's kind of what we're we're looking for. So hey. when I was out, I thought that yeah. well, that was great. We've been thinking about visiting. I said, well, you just need to come right on come right on and check us out. So uh, we got the 9 a.m. Uh, service with uh, Brother Jason leading our, our praise band. Man, praise band did an awesome job yesterday. That was some beautiful songs. That last song just grabbed my heart that uh, Brooke sang. Oh, yeah. Uh, that will, be, will done. be done. Whew. That's a powerful it's song. It's a good Boy, one. It's a good yeah. song. It's a good song. It's a, it's a comforting song. <clears> uh, <throat> it's also a challenging song, but it's a very comforting song. and. And it was a great blessing uh to me, but uh also uh, so 9 a.m contemporary service, uh 10 a.m. for Sunday school, we got a Sunday school class for all ages and 11 a.m. for our traditional service, and we'd love to have you in any or all of the above yeah. you know we'd, we'd, mm-hmm. then Wednesday night we got our supper at five o'clock. what's on the menu? Spaghetti supper. Spaghetti. Yeah. I like their spaghetti. Hilbert's does a good job with spaghetti. They can do
0: good with, I mean, they do good with everything. Spaghetti,
1: garlic bread, salad, I guess. Yes. What kind of dessert did you say?
0: We're thinking about somewhere along the lines of like an Italian cream cheesecake or some kind of what they call tiramisu, which is somewhat like a, Italian cream cheesecake, but they okay. use a little bit of coffee in there with it. it oh It's got well, a little me bit and you of like coffee that. I'm not yeah. sure if
1: that'll go over with the kids much. but I don't uh, know. It
0: may. I don't.
1: We'll so, see. We'll see. Sounds good. All right. Uh, that's Wednesday night supper. After that, we have our uh, American Heritage Girls uh, troop that meets for our girls and our Trail Life USA troop for boys, our Cubby Bears for the preschoolers, our youth group meets, and then the adult Bible study on Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, you come and join us for that. Um, any other announcements?
0: Uh, let's see here. Yard sale. Yard sale oh,
1: Yard sale. May the 20th. Woo. Bring, in, bring in your trash because your trash, your junk, is another person's treasure. And, and we have uh, had a lot of donations, but we need more. We're raising money for our youth group. This is for the mission work that they do and also for their uh, – uh, youth retreat, discipleship retreat, they're going on this year to the Gulf Coast. So uh you'll be helping out our, our youth group and able to to send them all regardless of uh you know the money situation that helps them all to be able to go. We want everyone to go regardless of uh of of, of money situation so we want to take care of that. So you're 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 a blessing to the young people in our community and, and if you young people are listening uh, we encourage you to come and get involved in our youth group, uh, and and uh, you, you'll find out that there's a lot of good things going on with the with the Beulah youth. In fact, somebody was asking me about that yesterday and said, "I hear y'all got a lot going on in your youth group." I I, I stopped Ashley. I said, "You need to talk to Ashley here. Ashley's the one who knows all about that." And oh, suddenly yeah. they struck up a conversation about all the activities the youth were involved in. So that that's exciting. But to bring your uh, donated items in and uh, we've got a place we're putting them there in the family life center and then we'll spread all those out saturday may the 20th the the uh um, yard sale starts at seven o'clock it's in the family life center so it goes good rain or shine there'll be some biscuits and things for sale that's also raising money for our youth and just all kind of things that that you can find that uh uh, at the Bueller yard sale. So uh, even get lucky and get a Bobby Doyle bologna biscuit. There you go. Now, woo, that's a treat. That's a treat. All right.
0: Um, I can't think of anything else. Can't off the top of my we'll head get right
1: into the prayer time and get right into this Bible study. I'm excited about the Bible study today. I was, I was telling Jason when I came down here, I was, uh, refreshing my mind on what we're going to talk about today. And I just, I just got caught up and almost were, was late coming into the a studio here. But anyway, uh, let's lift up the needs of uh, our church family and community. And I know you have needs there at home and we want to pray for your needs as well. So would you join us together for a time of prayer? Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege of prayer and how prayer binds us together as your church, but most importantly uh, binds us and connects us to you our Mm. strength and our power our source uh that provides for our every need uh most of all lord your great grace and love is extended toward us in in our prayer life and we pray we would be found faithful as uh prayer warriors for you and for to you and for your kingdom We pray, Father, for the listeners today that are dealing with issues, um, sickness and grief and sorrow and family struggles. You know all of those needs, Lord, and we pray you'd grant those needs according to your grace and your goodwill. you're a mighty God, a good God, who meets our every need, who's always there for us, who never leaves us nor forsakes us. And Lord, we're so thankful for that. Bless us now, Lord, as we enter into a time of Bible study. Speak your holy truth into our hearts and lives that we might live it out in a way that would be pleasing to you. Give you the glory, honor, and praise that you so richly deserve. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's dive in today. We are talking about the doctrine... Of glorification, yesterday briefly in the sermon I mentioned how they dovetailed into what I was preaching yesterday, and I want to touch on that just a moment, and then we're going to dive into uh, uh, Romans in uh, Jude. That's my favorite book. By oh, the way. it's 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 one of my favorite. In fact, as a matter of fact, if if <clears throat> one of my favorite chapters is Romans chapter eight. I love that chapter. And uh, that's where we're going to be today. If uh, you know, the Lord allows us to get there. We get to going and the Lord blesses where we start. Sometimes we don't get very far from where we begin, but, but let's get into God's word. His, Book of
0: Jude.
1: Yes. Book of Jude. And, and let's, let's, let's look at the scripture here. Yet in like manner, this is verse eight. Just one chapter in Jude. Yet in like manner, these people also relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, rejecting authority, and blaspheme the glorious ones. Now, there's always been, I, I've, I've had so many Bible studies and, and read so many books and, and uh, commentaries on Jude and, and Second Peter for that matter, which we'll read. Let, well, let's, just, let's just back up and catch this too so we can kind of get it all together. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 10. And especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority, be bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones. Now, in all my studies, most every commentator I read says that the glorious ones are angels. It's speaking about angels. There's some reference to angels here in jude and and I don't think that's wrong I, I i don't i think that's right but I think that's uh that that's limiting the scope of what the the word here uh it is uh means and, and I want us to understand it and it has to do with with glorification glorification is what we talked about last week is the the glory of God that is imputed or given to us not because we've earned it, but because uh, of God's grace and the righteousness of Christ it's imputed to us um, and and therefore it was it was it was the Lord's prayer as a matter of fact. we looked at this last week and, and let's look at it again okay uh, here again we're, we're we're diving deep here, but this is good this is good if you look in John. The Gospel of John, chapter 17, Jesus talks about the glory, uh, his glory. It says in verse 1, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you. So you see the, the glory of the Father in the Son and the, the glory of the Son reflected back to the Father. And, and you think, well, that's 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 perfectly normal. That That's God, that Christ Jesus is God, and, and certainly he has the glory. Um, But here's what Jesus prays in verse 22 of John 17. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. That's us, his followers, disciples, his learners. That's us. Um, That they may be one, even as we are one. Uh, And again, this is where some people... um, really get away from the scripture, pervert the scripture. And they say, we, we become gods. uh, We become little gods, little G O Ds. That is so uh, totally a perversion of the scripture. What, what it is, is we become children of God. And as children of God, the glory of God rests upon us. It's not anything about us. It's about the glory of God that he has, by his grace, given to us, imparted to us because the Son here, Jesus, has prayed that it be so. Those that uh, are born again, those that are of the elect, we've talked about that in the doctrine of grace, um, that that the glory of God rests on, resides on, and within, which is important for us to understand. And I mean on because it's visible, should be, better be, ought to be. It's evidence of our salvation that people can see the glory of Christ in us. And so the glory of God is is given to us as believers. And therefore, when we look at this word back over in Jude chapter 8, blaspheme the glorious ones now now see here is where the uh the translation is is attempting to to come to a focus on on glorious ones well we know he's talking about persons whether it's uh uh angelic persons or beings or whether it's uh earthly persons or beings. Uh, I, I believe it's both, because the word here is actually not two words, but one. It's doxus. It's the plural of doxa, and doxa is the Greek word for glory. So you could say, uh, and, uh, and really, uh, but it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's the reason they don't translate it that way. Blaspheme the glories. That would be an accurate translation. Blaspheme the glories. That's exactly what Peter said, that's exactly what Jude said. What are the glories or who are the glories? And if, not if, we see it, it's so, because the Bible tells us. And when the Bible says something, we just need to believe it. We don't need to try to manipulate it or make it say something other than what it says. Well, then who are the glories? The glories are those whom the glory of God rests on which to me includes angelic beings, certainly they uh, possess the glory of God. They carry the glory of God with them. And so does the uh, church. So does the church as a whole, uh, the the true church. So does each individual born-again believer possess the glory of God. So who's being blasphemed here? The true church? Um, the the believers that are being persecuted all over the world. Let me tell you something it's happening in the United States of America today that the wicked are blaspheming the church and blaspheming the glorious ones, blaspheming holy angels, no doubt, but also blaspheming those who are taking a stand for the truth of God's word and are, uh, you know, exhibiting the glory of God. And I'm reminded of, of this particular event in history. Uh, and that is the, uh, the stoning of Stephen. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know what they saw in the stoning of Stephen? They saw the glory of God resting upon him in a in moment of the most intense persecution, being stoned to death. God's glory was on him. And they were blaspheming the glorious ones, blaspheming uh, the the one that Christ had saved and was using in a powerful way. And 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 even those that were there. Uh, and here's a, when you and here we need to understand this. Blaspheming is not the unforgivable sin because certainly that's what the Apostle Paul was doing to uh, to Stephen there. He was holding the cloaks of those that were stoning Stephen. The unforgivable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit, and on another day we'll talk about the doctrine of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but not today. So the blaspheming that's spoken about here can be forgiven. It was certainly forgiven in the Apostle Paul, and the reason uh, is is Apostle well Saul, as he was called in, was saved because I believe what he saw there, and and that the the, uh, the testimony of. Uh, of, of Stephen at his death. In fact, Stephen said, lay not the sin to their charge, almost the same thing Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, had a powerful impact upon Saul, whose name was changed to Paul and became probably um, the most uh, influential of the uh, apostles because we ha- he wrote more of the New Testament. And speaking of, let's dive into um Romans and and to get us started we need to look at chapter seven so we want to back up here and 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 let me um, let me let me give you just a little idea of glorification and what it means that's a that's a big two dollar theological word glory is Brightness or light—it's it, the, it's the beauty of God. It's the, uh, the holiness and majesty of God that, that that shines from heaven and shines through His holy angels, shines through those who follow Him, who uh, the glory of God rests upon, uh, and and the glorification is often referred to uh, doctrinally as us being perfected and receiving a glorified body when we get to heaven at the moment of uh, the resurrection. We'll talk about that when we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, but when we talk about the, the whole of the doctrine of glorification, you must bring into uh, that doctrine how we are glorified. Uh, and what I mean by that is it's, no glory to me, no, no glorifying Tony, uh, how we are glorified in the fact that God has blessed us with the glory of Christ in us. And that's what that's what Romans chapter 7 is talking about. So let's, uh, let's look at this. Let's we'll start with verse 14. Uh, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. I do the very thing I hate. In other words, he's doing the sin that in his spirit he hates, but his flesh is continuously striking out trying to sin, and oftentimes we fall and we sin. This is not a license to sin or to say that flesh is going to sin. It's okay. That's what the Bible says, so just... Sin, all you want to sin, uh, I have to say this every time because we have to make this clear. So let me back up again, so we get our our doctrine right and we take everything in context. Um, in Romans chapter five, now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that As sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And in chapter six, he says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Can we just continue in sin and know that there's plenty of grace for forgiveness? Um, By no means. Uh, In old King James, God forbid, how can we who died to sin still live in it? If we've died to sin, we shouldn't still live in it. Now, Occasionally, we'll slip and fall in sin, but we do not live in it. It's not a daily practice. If it's a daily practice, you've got a problem. Your salvation is in jeopardy. Uh, what I mean by that is it's 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 quite possible you never were redeemed or born again if you can continue to live in sin and you have no uh, guilt or shame uh, uh, associated with that. There's no remorse. There's... No desire for repentance and to live a holy life. There's no evidence of the glory of God in your life. Then, then there is a question of whether salvation is genuine with a person like that. And, and let me here's a good example too, from chapter five to six. So many times we get through with chapter five or or whatever chapter, and we say, okay, we're starting a new thought here. Do not think that the chapter um, divisions came much later. Um, then, then when the Bible was, was written, it, they were just simply placed there t- to help in finding passages. Don't impose a break in the thought in a book, just because it, I used to do that. I'd say, okay, I finished this chapter. Okay. Now we're starting a new chapter, a new idea, a new, uh, uh, you know, th- thought. This was all one big letter. Yeah, exactly. So don't, And it's the same going from chapter seven to chapter eight. And well, let's just, let's just finish this. Go back to chapter seven, verse 17. So it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. This is the, the war being waged in the inner man between the uh, old nature, the new nature, between the uh, flesh and the spirit that God has placed within us. And for I know Uh, See, so so now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, okay? Nothing good dwells in you. That is in my flesh. He makes it plain. He's not talking about the Holy Spirit of God, the, the Spirit of Christ that dwells within us. It's in my flesh. In the flesh, there's nothing good within me. And we don't like to say that. We don't even like to think about it. But it's true. In the flesh, we are wicked sinners. We've inherited that sinful nature that our forefather Adam sinned, and we've we've inherited that sinful nature, and there's nothing good in us. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. That's the struggle we have. The ability to carry it out comes from the Spirit of Christ that lives and dwells within us. Um. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil uh, I do not want is what I keep on doing. Have you ever struggled like that?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think if we're honest, we all do.
0: We all do. We all have. Because, I mean, the reality of it is is exactly what Paul is saying. I'm dead to my flesh. I'm dead to sin, but yet I have to. And And, and the Bible relates flesh to sin right Mm -hmm. a lot so the thing is is if I'm dead to my flesh and I'm dead to my sin and alive in Christ I still have to drag this sin and this flesh along with me (laughs) right and I can't get away from it
1: yeah that goes back to the sanctification process where God is purging us of, of that sinful flesh but he's allowing us to deal with it with it and he's teaching us just how awful it is you know and, and that's another thing it says, I do the very thing I hate do you
0: truly hate sin this uh-huh. gets down to the this yeah. gets down to the heart of the yeah. matter you know why why are you doing what you do why are you you know waking up why are you being a good person why are you going right. to church uh, it's it's a matter of Jesus said when he came into the whole scene, when Jesus was born and he started his ministry, you know, he was all after, you know, all about the Pharisees and Sadducees. And he was saying, I don't care what you do. I care why you're doing it. And, and, and that's what, and that's what Paul is getting to in Romans is it's a matter of the heart. You know what? The law of God, it, it lets me know that I am an unjust person. It lets me know how defiled I really am without him. But yet, the thing is, is, I know that I'm no longer under the law. I'm I'm because I received God as my Savior. I'm mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Right, right. I'm no longer under the law. Right, but I'm under not. grace. But my heart wants to do the law. Yeah, of God, my heart wants to follow the law, even though I know I can't mm-hmm. in my own self. Right. I want to follow the. Well, law we want to please God.
1: Me. Exactly. We want to please God, and 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 and, and this process and this this battle that's going on within each of us as Christians. So please understand, if you feel this conflict going on, uh, don't let it cause you to doubt your salvation. Let that be edification of your salvation, because if you did not have that battle going on, then you would uh, need to check your salvation. But the fact that there is a war being waged within you and you do sin and you say Lord it's me again and I've sinned the same sin I lost my temper I, I, I said this I, I done this I looked at this I, I I lusted I whatever whatever it was that that, that may be your weakness. I, each of us I think has certain weaknesses or proclivities to sin and whatever that might be it may be something we struggle with and it'll be something that you'll probably struggle with all your life but but in doing that, what we need to understand is this, and I'll I, I jump over here to James for just a moment, where it says in James chapter four, verse four, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Um, what I want us to understand this morning, what God's word is wanting us to understand, but forget about me. I mean, you, you need to do what God's word says and we need to align ourselves with God's word. And that is, we need to have a healthy hate on for sin. I mean, I, and he the says- word,
0: The word says God hates sin.
1: Yeah, and it says here, back to Jude real quick, okay? We're bouncing around, I know. but And having mercy on those who doubt, Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by flesh. Not just uh, hating the sin itself, but but hating everything about it. Because this is talking oh, about yeah. the undergarment, and it speaks yeah. specifically to the sexual immorality that's being referred right. to in the early part of the book. Hating even the undergarment stained by sin. You hate everything about that sin to the point you want to have no part of it. So many times we want to dabble close to sin. We we say, okay, this is not sin. I can do this and it'll be okay. Let me tell you something. We are to hate anything associated with sin. Flee from the appearance of evil, the Apostle know, Paul said me, to the Thessalonians.
0: You know, how many times in, in in your ministry have you been, have you heard this question? Well, is it a sin if I? Dot, dot, I'm dot, you, fill in the blank. If you start asking that if question. If you have to ask that question, it's better just to stay away from it. Yeah, you, you're more than, than
1: likely, likely headed to sin. And again, that's that conflict. You, you're trying to justify things you really want to do in the flesh that you know are wrong. It's that same thing. Mm-hmm. You say, well, what has this got to do with glorification? This thing's like sanctification. And again, it's sanctification dovetailing into glorification. They're all a part of the same salvation. We're saved by grace. We're justified in the blood of Jesus. He makes us right by what he did. And let's just look at this real quick. That way I I, I can maybe get you settled on why we're doing what we're doing. Because if you look at chapter 8, Romans, I'm back in Romans again. Okay. I'm sorry for jumping back and forth. I hope you're there in Romans because chapter 8 is what we're going to hone in on for the next few weeks. Chapter 8. Verse 17, here is glorification. Here is a a scripture that gives us the basis for our doctrine. Let's just back up to 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Mm-hmm. I read that and my mind's blown. How could I be glorified like Christ was glorified? How could I receive the glory of God, the creator? How could I, It, it it's by the grace of God. It, it's only it's by the will of mm-hmm. only. It's not anything I've done, but right yeah. here it says we're going to be glorified.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it, And and let me reemphasize, not to be little gods like they teach in the uh, Mormon religion or the Jehovah's Witness religion or even some of the word faith people. Because there There will always be one God. We saw that on Wednesday night uh, in the conference. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, We're glorified with the glory of Christ. And Mm -hmm. the only goodness within me is Jesus. And look over in verse 30. And here it is again, repeated. And so this doctrine becomes real clear in this Romans chapter 8. And those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified. Okay? He glorified. He allowed his glory to rest upon them, to rest upon us, to rest upon you and I. Let me teach you something. We said that we got into that last week and, and Jason and I both almost shouted. It's uh it, it is something to shout about. And that that's one reason this is so encouraging. Now ultimately we're going to be in heaven with a perfect glorified body, and this study will we're going it's gonna take us there. But let me tell you something. The blessings of the glory of Christ are available today, not just in the future when we get to heaven. They're available today. And because let me just finish reading. We've still got what five more minutes, maybe, or six. Yeah, we got Let's five. See.
0: We got we got four minutes.
1: Let's okay. Let's see if we can get through chapter seven anyway. <laughs> Verse twenty. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. That's exactly what Jason was talking about a minute ago. We delight in the law of God. We desire to do it, but we don't have the power mm-hmm. to do it. It's the law that reveals that we're sinners and, and that we can't, we gotta have help. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in me. Now he said all this, he said, What I want to do, I don't do. The things that I hate in in my heart because I know Christ hates it. Those things I do. And and I'm just, well, he says in verse 24, wretched man that I am. Wretched, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? What, What an awful state to be in. And he boils it down. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Now then ignore the chapter break because what he has just said is powerful. Who uh, mm-hmm. who will deliver me? Christ Jesus will deliver. How's he going to do it? What What's the process? Is he just going to snap his fingers and we're going to be done? No. We see that in the glorification, really, of the believer, in the fact that the glory of Christ, his very holiness and righteousness is imputed and given to us and should shine through us, and that's exactly what we find in chapter eight, which is just a natural flow, okay? Two more minutes, and let's just kind of break the ice into chapter eight. Oh, like I said, one of my favorite chapters. Read this between now and next Monday, and let's let's join our hearts together in this powerful uh, instruction and encouragement from the Lord. Therefore, there is therefore, and that when you see that therefore, you need to ask the question, what is it therefore? It's tying back to what we was just said. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You talk about some good news. If you're in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation toward you. I mean, you're saved. You're, you're, you're headed to glory. The condemnation Christ bore on the cross For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. In other words, we have victory and power over sin and death because of Christ. Not in ourselves, not anything that we've done because of Jesus. Listen, in verse 3, it's made plain. For God has done, okay? Mm-hmm. Just underlined. I got it highlighted in yellow. It needs to be underlined in red too. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. The law couldn't do it because you can't keep the law. And what you couldn't do, God has done. Is that not awesome? By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. That's the gospel. That is the gospel. I mean, just boom. You talk about good news. And and this, again, this is the glorification of the believer. It is the goodness of God, the righteousness, the kindness, the compassion of Christ resting in me.
0: And And this says, knowing that you have fallen, knowing that you have failed God, Repent of your sin, get up, take the grace of God upon you, yeah. and keep following after God. Right,
1: right, exactly, exactly. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled who in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We'll leave it there. Uh, and let me encourage you to walk according to the Spirit today. Mm-hmm. Let the power of God move you, motivate you, be filled with the glory of Christ and let his glory, his beauty shine through you. Even in the midst of tragedy and trial and tribulation, his glory can shine through you. So be blessed today and join us back here next Monday and we'll dig a little deeper into the doctrine of glorification.
0: God bless you. We love you and have a great day.